Holy smokes, can you believe it? We're on 100 episodes today. And before we get into the show, I wanted to give you a chance to get a free cup of coffee on me. You see, it is really important to me that I give you content that is valuable and meaningful and that you want to hear. So I've developed a listener survey. The link is in the show notes. And if you fill out the survey, you will get a free cup of coffee on me. So go to the show notes, find the 2024 listener survey, and get some free coffee. Okay, on to today's topic. In the roller coaster ride of leadership, criticism in some form or fashion is inevitable. And recently, a team member came into my office, frustration evident in her voice and her accusatory tone. And this encounter, while challenging, was a tremendous exercise in demonstrating grace-filled leadership. Considering that my show is called The Grace-Filled Leader, I thought it would make for a great topic for today's episode. So I'm going to share five tips for remaining calm in the face of criticism. And while the context is leadership, this honestly applies to any situation where you find yourself confronted with criticism or harsh feedback. Unfortunately, none of us is immune, so you are going to want to stick around for this one. Folks, I spent over 40 years stuck in patterns of people-pleasing, approval-seeking, and perfectionism, trying to find fulfillment the world's way. It wasn't until I experienced the transformational power of the Holy Spirit through Christian life coaching that my way of being was completely changed. What I couldn't do on my own in over 40 years, God did in just a few months. He often works best through other people in our lives. If God is laying it on your heart to try a different way and you don't know where to start, you can keep struggling on your own or you can invest in yourself and partner with a Christian life coach. I'm not exaggerating when I tell you that it changed the trajectory of my life. If my story resonates with you, I would be honored to partner with you in your own journey. Go to gracefilledleader.com to learn more. That's grace, G-R-A-C-E, filled, F-I-L-L-E-D, leader.com. Welcome to the Grace Filled Leader Podcast. Do you want better work-life balance? Do you get stuck in patterns of perfectionism and people-pleasing? Have you always been an overachiever but never really felt good enough no matter how much outward success you achieve? Do you want more time for the things that matter most? Well, you are in the right place. Here on the Gracefield Leader Podcast, we focus on spirit-driven success and share the secrets to having better work-life balance as a busy woman in leadership. Here you will learn how to set boundaries like a boss, find peace of mind, and reclaim your time for the things that matter most. Hi, I'm Tanya, a wife, mom, leader, and certified Christian life coach. For most of my life, I tried to find worthiness through achievement. I spent decades people-pleasing and pouring myself into my work. I was looking for my value through the approval of others. This led me to feel burned out, empty, and exhausted. I had no time or energy for myself or my family. I realized that I was wasting time and energy looking for validation in all the wrong places. 
but my life changed when I finally surrendered and God showed me a different way. It is my mission to help you start living the abundant life God has for you. If you're ready to become fueled by grace and find freedom from people pleasing, if you're ready to multiply your time and impact as a Christian woman in leadership, this podcast is for you. Roll up your sleeves, sister friends. It's time to get after it. Criticism can be extremely hard to handle, leader or not. As leaders, the reality is that we're likely going to receive more than our fair share. Am I right? You need to expect it and learn to accept it as part of the job. We are best served if we can do our best to see feedback, even in the form of criticism, as an opportunity for learning and for growth. Now that's far easier said than done. Being a leader does not make us any less human or any less vulnerable to our feelings. I think about every business article will tell you to take feedback as feedback and don't take it personally. And while that is great advice, it is far more difficult than it sounds, especially if criticism is directed directly toward you as an individual. This incident I mentioned in the beginning of the show was fairly direct and personal. However, in looking back, I was really grateful for the power of the Holy Spirit and I was proud of the way I handled it. I was able to remain calm, acknowledge the concerns, show grace in the presence of accusatory tone and language, show humility, and take responsibility for opportunities mentioned, even though most weren't a direct result of my actions. The bottom line is, as the director over all of my services, I am responsible, even for mistakes made by others. I don't need to, nor should I, meet criticism with criticism, or with defensiveness or blame-shifting. While it may be just justified, it certainly isn't productive and it would only serve to increase the level of frustration. This circumstance that I use as an example actually ended as well as it could, I think, with the team member feeling heard and with us discussing some solutions to some of the concerns. Now, don't get me wrong, in my own quiet, safe place, I had to feel my feelings, and it was not my favorite day of the week. But I did walk away knowing that I did my best to communicate with professionalism and authenticity. And I no longer do this to gain the approval of others, but instead to be God-honoring in my communication. Now, I still very much want to be approved of, And I had to wrestle with my people-pleasing and approval-seeking nature most of that day, if not longer. But the difference now versus in the past is that I know God's truth about me. And I know that my value is not based on the opinion of others. I do my job well because that is how God expects me to work. 
Even Paul reminds the church of Coloss in Colossians chapter 3, verses 23 to 24 of this instruction around work. He says, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is Lord Christ you are serving. Because that is the integrity and the sentiment from which I work, it helps me to remember my truth. Because I work as though I serve the Lord, I do my best for Him. I'm not without fault, and I certainly fall short. But if my work ethic or my integrity is put into question, I know that is not the truth about me. It may be the perspective someone else chooses to take, but it is not true of who I am. It never has been. And perhaps that's why I'm especially vulnerable to the accusations that suggest otherwise. But anyway, I digress. (laughs) What I wanted to share with you after experiencing this is some tips, actually five tips, to remaining calm when you are faced with criticism. So tip number one, if possible, if you have the opportunity before you engage in a difficult conversation, pray, 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 pray. I actually had a few minutes notice for this particular conversation, so I prayed for the Lord to fill me with his peace, to help me remain calm, to give me ears to hear, an open mind, and a grace-giving heart. I asked him to speak through me, to give me the words that he would want me to say. I'm not kidding when I say that this is by far the best tool I have in my toolbox as a leader. I depend on the Lord for the words and to give me a receptive heart. The second tip, acknowledge the frustrations being expressed. Instead of reacting with, defensiveness or excuses, validate the concerns and the feelings of the other person. Show empathy and help them feel seen and heard. The third tip is active listening. Active listening is probably the key to successful communication. Rather than reacting impulsively, which most of us want to do, Focus instead on understanding the depth of the other person's concerns. Seek to understand. By repeating key points back to the person and asking clarifying questions, you demonstrate a commitment to fully understanding their perspective. Tip number four, and this is a toughie. Take responsibility even when unwarranted. A key aspect of remaining calm is the willingness to take responsibility, even for the issues that are beyond your control. In my example, I acknowledge areas where improvements could be made, irrespective of whether they were directly tied to my actions. This not only disarmed the accusatory tone, but it also showed a commitment to improvement. 
I was able to talk through some plans and ideas that would help remedy some of the issues that were being raised. Now, I will give you this. This tip might be one of the more hard, more difficult actions to take. It requires a great deal of humility and vulnerability. You have to be willing to own what might not be fully yours. And you have to resist the urge to be vindicated or validated. And you have to resist the urge to be right. This, my friends, is a big fat old dose of humble pie. (laughs) And finally, tip number five, refill your emotional tank. Even when you are the most open and receptive person, this kind of feedback or criticism can really take a toll on your emotional capacity. It's so important to strengthen your emotional resilience so that you don't become cold or aloof or hardened over time as a leader. Regardless of your tenure or your level of emotional intelligence, we can all be thrown off balance by criticism. It can make you feel angry, hurt, threatened, all of which are natural, instinctual responses. But we do not have to be ruled by our feelings. It is crucial to develop the ability to handle harsh feedback and learn to see it in it the growth opportunities. We can learn from it without allowing it to negatively impact our core values and our own sense of self-worth. Now, the most important thing I need to do to refill my emotional tank is to end where I started. In other words, I have to pray. I thank the Lord for his presence and provision, and I pray His for his protection over my thoughts that I would keep my attention and my gaze fixed on him and who he says that I am. I sometimes need to have a good cry while I pray or while I just sit in stillness. Depending on the circumstances, I may reach out to a trusted colleague or friend who knows to remind me of God's truth when I'm struggling. And here's the kicker. In an effort to guard my heart against resentment, I often pray for the person who provided the harsh feedback. I might ask the Lord to help me see how to be a blessing in their lives or for him to fill them with his spirit so that they might see the peace and the joy that is available to them through him. I try to remember that I don't know their whole story. I don't know what other things may be going on in their lives that contribute to their sense of dissatisfaction or frustration. I'm telling you, it is quite a miracle what the Lord can do in our hearts. It certainly hasn't been forever that I could do this. I would say that I struggled to let go of harsh words in the past. I formed resentments toward people and then I would have anxiety whenever I was in the same room with them. Praying for them was the last thing on my mind. But as the Lord sets us free from the lies that we have believed about ourselves for too long, as he teaches us 
where our identity lies and where our peace and our joy comes from, it really does become harder and harder to hold ill will toward others. I end up instead finding myself feel sad for those who don't know the Lord. I wish that they could experience what He has to offer them. I know that life doesn't have to be filled with frustration and irritation and unhappiness. It can be full, filled with joy and peace. We have such a good, good Father who wants us to experience what it means to be in relationship with Him. Friends, if you find yourself in the face of criticism, I hope you'll remember these tips we talked about today. And if you remember nothing else, at least remember to pray in all things. In all things, bring your request to the Lord. Trust me, He will give you the words you need to speak and He will give you the ears you need to hear. Until next time, I pray that you are filled with gratitude, peace, and God's amazing grace. I pray this episode blessed you, spoke to you, or encouraged you in some way. If so, please share it with a friend and head on over to Apple Podcasts to leave me a review. That's the only way for me to know if you're enjoying the show. Nothing blesses me more than to hear from you. Also, come on over to our free Facebook community. This is a great place for us to support one another on our faith and leadership journeys. You can find the link to the group in the show notes or go to gracefilledleader.com forward slash community. If you have questions or content ideas for the show, please send me a message on SpeakPipe or via email. Go to gracefilledleader.com forward slash contact and leave a written or voice recorded message. I would love to know how I can best serve you on the podcast. Now to him who can do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. Ephesians 3 verse 20. Until next time, my friends, God bless.